Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Normal World. I'm Dave Landau. I'm Quarter Black Garrett, and I'm excited for this episode. We've got I'm a very great excited. guest, man. We also have Angela. Angela. Yeah, I'm here. How are you today? Great. Good. Also excited for this episode. It's yeah. going to be a good one. Yes, I, I agree. Tomorrow night, you can see our first guest. He will be headlining the Loft Comedy Club in Westfield. Uh, that's Massachusetts, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, it's actually right? Chicopee Mass. Is it Chicopee Mass? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, so we looked up the wrong area. Sorry about that. Loft we'll go there. Comedy Club, right? Oh, there you go. Right there. There you go. Check him out tomorrow night. Please welcome Yoshi. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be back. <gasps> Thank you. And also on the show today, you can check him out at austinanderson.net. He was a return from yesterday. Please welcome Austin Anderson. Thank you. Thank you. I, I should have clapped for everybody. Yeah, we, we keep the low energy clap. <laughs> And I, you can see me. They want me to do my plugs up front. So, uh, oh, yeah, get them. I want you to. <laughs> they. Yeah, they. And by they, I mean me. Uh, Ann Arbor Comedy <laughs> Showcase this weekend. Brad Garrett's Comedy Club coming up uh, in February, as well as the Comedy Works in Saratoga, New York. And check out my special, Comedy Genius. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Amazing. ComedyGenie.us. Do it. Yeah, and and uh, where can we find you, Kitten? Uh, you know, normally on my channel, my personal channel on YouTube, and Nerdrotic. If you like pop culture and nerd-related things, we do a show on Friday. It's called Friday Night Tights. It's a lot of fun. Have crazy guests. We just had Vivek on, which was what? out of the blue. Yeah, That's crazy. Oh. Yeah, we had Benny Johnson on, and he sent Vivek the link, and he just came on the show. Wonderful. It was insane. Yeah, we're, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We have a rambling, traveling man on the oh, show, yeah. and that's why I enjoy having Yoshi on. So I want to talk about this. You were at the 14th Annual Governor's Awards in Los Angeles. Yeah, my friend Hani invited me about a month ago. He just told me we're going to see, would you like to go see Mel Brooks? And I said, of course. And I thought, like a dinner day, a dinner kind of yeah. event. I didn't realize it was part of Oscars like two days before. And I panicked because <laughs> I don't have tuxedo. And thank God my fr great friend Russell Peters had one. And he prepared me for it. And I've never worn one. I'm, I'm, I was like a little kid. I had to like attach. <laughs> had to attach. <laughs> the fake bow? Any of it, yeah. <laughs> I know how to dry cleaning them because I'm Asian. But other than that, <laughs> I didn't know how to wear one. I bet your nails were immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma did it so. unnecessarily so, but yeah, uh, I'll, make, I'll make a confession. He he got really mad at me because um, he told me to wear these really nice hip shoes, but unlike him and black people, I don't have swagger. Uh, you no, know, they look so cool in it, but I look ridiculous. I I kind of panicked, so I wore a conservative black shoes. He got he got really mad at me. Like, I'm never going to help you dress up again. Oh, man. I'm like you, though. I feel like Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man when he's wearing the suit <laughs> with tennis shoes. Like, I don't feel like I can pull it off. Like, uh, I can't. No. I, no. Only Justin Timberlake. I've only, That's yeah. the only one <laughs> that I've ever seen. When he brought Sexy back. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he was on his bus, I remember. He had a picture of him, tuxedo with the shoes. Yeah, that's he's a sexy guy. Made him work. He's a, It'll work for him, for sure. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's got swagger, though. Yeah, I don't have none. Something you don't. You say, no, I, no, sir. I can't dance. I don't believe you. I think you could do it. I think you pull them off. What do they look like? What, what kind of shoes? It was just like conservative black. Uh, no, I mean, shoe. like the nice ones. Oh. Um, it's flashy. It's very flashy, very expensive. I'm sure it was like 500, 700 pair of shoes that Russell has, you know. But um, 
I just didn't feel comfortable in them, but he got really pissed. More angry that you sold them and yeah. put on those black shoes. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I would have. You'd be like, what are those? You're like, well, these. So, so he, he told you that he'll never dress you again? Yeah, because um, he's been very generous. Every time he wore shoes for once or never worn shoes, he would just give it to me. So like, I'm, I don't have to buy any clothes. I mean, this is the only thing I bought recently. Yeah. That's cool. You have I to need a friend like Bucky's. that. It's hard to not go into Bucky's and buy something with Bucky on. 100%. That's great. It's a great place. My dad always say, if you're not rich, make sure to have rich friends. And he's right. It's true. It helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've flown in private jets because it it wasn't because of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like hanging out with rich... I like hanging out with rich friends and then just pretending I'm a rich person too when we walk in somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then I'm just like, hey, do you do you have like a $20 bill I can borrow? Yeah, like she got to tip this lady. <laughs> Sir, the trash cans are behind the yeah. building. <laughs> you're just rude to everyone. Yeah. You're just like, you're the most obnoxious person in the group. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So what, what else did you see at this uh, awards? So well, you were- Did you explain what the governor's- awards is so it's part of the oscars so they were lead up right yeah they they were celebrating uh, mel brooks and also uh angela vassett uh she was so glamorous and uh great actress yes and carol littleton and i apologize i forgot the fourth person but the carol littleton was a famous editor and uh is magnificent you know, this coming Saturday, I'm going to Vegas for the Porn Award Show. And let me tell you, Porn Award Show got nothing on Hollywood awards. And it shows when America does something well, it, it does better than any other country. And that award show was incredible. Using every who's who of Hollywood there. And I know that you three distinguished gentlemen don't do this, but I was really, my head was spinning around, going crazy because every... Beautiful person. I saw like, oh yeah, I masturbated to that person. I, I masturbated to that person. You know, I couldn't concentrate. I just say that to people. <laughs> I've never even Thanks heard of the governor awards. Is this where they give out awards to people who got away with sex abuse? No. <laughs> it's about <laughs> they changed it to governor. <laughs> it's about four. The governor goes, you got away with it. Here's it's about your, 14, 15 go. years old, and uh, they will give like lifetime achievement award. People that who should have gotten an Oscar, but for whatever reason they haven't got one. And uh, you know, Mel Brooks is ninety-seven years yeah. old. Yeah, it's incredible. Can we see Yoshi in the suit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you look like James Bond? You don't need tennis shoes. You look great. Yeah. You changed out of those Snazzy. shoes. No, I, 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 I wore those. He got mad. Oh, and he was disgusted by them. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I don't they look like they fashion. go. No, Yoshi, you did the right thing. Yeah. Um, I thought like you said you... You look like you're there to assassinate the governor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant you were wearing Converse. No, no. Well, you were saying... wanted Converse? me to, to wear something really expensive. Uh, uh, Fleshy. Oh. Yeah. And uh, Jonathan Branstein, the former manager of Patrice O'Neill, helped me, and his wife, Laura Kay. They were wonderful and, and, and helped me dress up. But yeah, I, I was panicking. Like, I didn't realize it was Oscars. Because I kept getting these texts from Oscars, like, your ticket's ready. I thought it was some kind of scam. Then I looked like, oh my God, this is an actual ticket. They've been trying to contact me for the last one month, you know. You just land. It's incredible. It's like, oops. And then, then I went Beverly Hills. My friend Hami, Hani Farsi took me. He's a big producer for, from London. And we went. And uh, Jesus, you talk about a room full of creative times. Directors, producers, right. script writers, and actors. You know? Was and Brad Pitt there? I didn't see him. Um, I knew uh, Bradley Cooper was there. Well, <laughs> is this a sarcastic question? Yeah, no, he's just, okay. no, I just wanted to know if he was, you know, if he was really good looking in real life. Um 
I saw I saw Zach Efron in person and I told him his face was chiseled. <laughs> and then I also told him I liked high school musical, but didn't add the part that my daughter watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when he stopped talking to me. <laughs> He's like, Oh, thanks, Austin. But you know, Margot I Robbie, um, you see these women like no wonder they make millions of dollars perform you know, making movies because oh. They're on They're a incredible in person too. Holy on a different God. playing field. Yeah. And in Hollywood, I I forget who I said. And I, I'm trying to think of her name. She has kind of the bug eyes. She was in Ted Two. Um, Amanda Seyfried. Amanda, there you go. Beautiful. You. Yeah, and she was sitting next to me in this restaurant, and I'm just like staring at her. <laughs> and my friend's like, "You need to stop." And I'm like, "But it's so magnetic." And it's like she's literally a foot away from you, and you're just staring <laughs> at her like a creep. But just there's open like mouth. the magnet, the magnetism of like it's a level of beauty that you just don't see in real life. Even with the with, even with her eyes bulging out of her skull? Even with her goofy crazy eyes. <laughs> wow. Googly moogly eyes. Yeah, it's even beautiful. with her, her She was so good playing Elizabeth Holmes and we talked oh, about yeah. her before and she was That's right. Yeah. Perfect playing the maniac. She was fantastic in that. And I think when you go to Hollywood, I think I don't know, maybe this is a, like an American thing or English thing, but we are very uncomfortable with beauty. Yeah, and, and the reason I say that because look at all the words that describe beauty. It's very uncomfortable, like drop dead gorgeous, bombshell, mm. like all the words that describing beautiful. It's we describing the it makes you physically uncomfortable seeing them. Yeah, and and um, when I was there, like yeah, this is the reason why they make tens of millions of dollars. Is know, that why like, they yeah. always make beautiful women uglier in their movies now? Shelley Theron in something Monster? about that. I think that's the reason why powerful men kill them. Mm. I mean, because they're beautiful and they're like, they just they take their it's life. It's a power play. No, it's true. It, 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 it feels better to kill someone who's who's more attractive than you. I mean, that's true. Mm. We all know. Yeah. Well, just think if you were if you were, uh, I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> like, look at Jeff Bezos or our Elon sponsor Musk is. when they were when they were young. They were hideous. Of okay. course. Oh. You know, so they still feel like that hideous person because I was a fat kid and sometimes I, I still feel like a fat kid. Mm. So Elon Musk still has to feel like a bald, ugly Martian. Uh, yeah, and he's making space shuttles <laughs> and compensating every day. Is it because he wants to go find his family tree? It's true. Well, you know, we did send Chris, our, our correspondent down to Sundance. Yeah. So yeah. we do want to hear a little something from Crispin. Hi, everybody. It's Crispin. And this weekend, I went to the Sundance Festival in Salt Lake City. I got to be honest, when I first heard Sundance, I thought it was going to be like a little Native American frolic. So I started practicing my Comanche Foxtrot. And it turns out it's just some film festival in Utah. I guess it's like the Oscars for Mormons or something. I'll tell you what, though. All the stars were out and you didn't have to look up in the sky to see them. Kristen Stewart wore her most lesbian hoodie and Julia Fox put on some denim shoulder pads looking like she's going to play outside linebacker for the fucking Calgary Stampeders. I love it. Will Ferrell was in a documentary about him being friends with a trans person and I'm just glad to hear he's making a sequel to Step Brothers. Speaking of movies no one's ever going to watch, one of the standouts of the weekend was Irish film Kneecap which I think was the biopic about Paul Pelosi. Or something. I don't know. I actually submitted a movie this year. Hmm? That's right. You're probably thinking, what was it about? Well, it was about my penis and it won Best Short Film. <laughs> I'm just kidding, it lost. And when I asked them why, they were like, because you shot it on your phone in a bathroom 
at a truck stop and apparently I wasn't supposed to airdrop it to everyone at the festival so then I was arrested and if, and if I'm being honest this is my one call here at County and Pierce is going to voicemail so if Mr. Dave or Mr. Quarterback hears this I'd just really appreciate it when you guys bail me out because I am not built for this I'll see you next time Hope he get my name right. I know, right? But, uh, you know, maybe I'm, <laughs> so, I think about billing him out. Yeah. So Yoshi, you visited the Epstein Island. Oh, this is a weird way whoa, to get whoa. into that. So let me go Hard ahead turn. and rewind. <laughs> Hard turn on him. His former home in Palm Beach. Not the island. Yeah, not, no, the not the island. island. I, I, I would have <laughs> loved to do that. Yes. <laughs> I did not yeah. mean to get. I realized as you I was it. saying it, the worst way I could have possibly segued into that. You so so you the were. list came out. Yoshi, why are you on? I understand you are a fan of massages. Uh, so, uh, the home was built in 1952. Epstein purchased it in 1990. It was a 14,000 square foot Palm Beach mansion that sold for 18.5 million, yeah. uh, which is 3.5 million below asking price. I don't know what would have happened. Uh, so, when did you visit it? <laughs> um, Saturday. You were there Saturday? Yeah, I was, I, was, I was there a week ago. Uh, I was there a year ago. They tore it down. I was going to say, I thought they tore it down. They yeah. tore it down. We so just I, saw a sneak peek of that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Oh, that's what, what kind of evidence down? was in there? They're like, this is where the bad things happened. Isn't that a little odd? So the person that that purchased it for that lower price was a was like a is is a oh, was a guy named contractor, Todd I guess that that does this. He goes around and tears down multi million dollar properties. Vanilla Ice buys properties. He does. He didn't buy this one. Um, he didn't have the money. But the the buyer was Todd Michael Glazier. Yeah. A Florida-based developer who, who specializes in multi-million dollar teardowns. Right. Mm. He has three names. I, I think... <laughs> can't be trusted. Yeah, if you're I don't, I don't remember man. exactly the year, but 2007, Julie K. Brown, famous journalist down in Miami, wrote this article that eventually got Epstein drama. But uh -huh. that's that was the um, property where he, he had Glay Maxwell recruit tons of these high school girls right. to visit it. And... Um, I think a day before he got arrested, I think he got some warning phone call or contact. So he removed everything out of the house, supposedly. So when they show up, all the BCR mm -hmm. computer recording, they were all gone. And then um, when he passed away, they toured the building last year. And I was there for that. And when I got back, they're about two-thirds done building this massive building. It looked like Death Star. They're re rebuilding up In there. that spot. Yeah, it's, it's a massive building. And, uh, oh, so it's not even a house. It it's just souls. an actual. It's uh, it's a house, but it's a palatial residence. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And, and it's at very end of the road, so it's like like a dragon's lair, you know. Like oh, the, the, you kind of trap the little kids. Yeah, it's like a round two. <laughs> uh, Wait, yeah, I just point oh. I just thought that. Uh, yeah, Epstein was probably in that excavator tearing down the house. Yeah, that's true. Jay-Z's <laughs> <laughs> still alive. <laughs> yeah, you say passed away. I say yeah. escaped. Well, by and I say passed away in the silliest way possible. Like, there's nothing peaceful if he did die. It yeah. was either beaten to death by guards and hung, uh -huh. or you know, which is escaped and tore way. down his house. <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah. in between. There's one thing he definitely didn't do. Um, that's incredible though. So this was in. Palm Beach. Okay. So the, the okay the next part was wild to me because there's a terrorist connection to Palm Beach, um, Delray Beach, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah Delray. Mohammed Atta, the leader of 9/11. Like I, I've been calling him the Tom Brady of terrorism. Yeah. And, and Shake all the rings. Uh, 
colleague, Sheikh Mohammed, was still Bill Belichick of uh, terrorism, and uh, Mohammed was living down there. I went to his home apartment in Hamburg and his school in Hamburg. The guy who had the who lit his uh, underwear on fire on the plane going to Detroit and got the shit beat out of him. Uh, he was the Bills kicker of terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> what about the shoe bomber? Uh, oh, that guy didn't do yeah, good either. He didn't do good at that. The one right guy started his underwear on fire, and the other guy next to him on a flight to Detroit just starts punching him in the <laughs> face. <laughs> you know what's so wrong about that, that, that? The shoes guy. Yeah. Uh, I was landing in Amsterdam as he was flying away from Amsterdam, so we we were literally going like this on the same day. And uh, whoa, yeah. Um, but yeah, Mohammed Ate was living there, and um, I went to. I was actually in Delray Beach, and I went to the pharmacy where he used to get his drugs. He was, you know, he was had an upset stomach or something, so he was getting ready for nine eleven. Nerves, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, they were there. They even went to training, uh, flight training school down in um, South Florida. That's where they trained. Yeah, well, I thought it, it, they. It, I didn't know they trained. So they trained. Here. They trained. Oh, them, yeah, yeah. You and knew that. And, I did not know that. And. There's a really weird connection with the that small airport. I forgot the name of the place, but it, they had a really weird connection with other shady shit. Like they might have had something to do with cartel uh, transporting drugs there. Mm. But uh, yeah, they they bought it. They were training anyone. They didn't ask questions. I don't think. And uh, yeah, like like the journalists, many journalists are saying, they didn't care about landing part at all, and nobody really questioned that part. I was gonna say, Lantana Airport. Like, just like, uh, yeah, thank you. We can skip the part about landing it. Yeah, I figure that makes. <laughs> Why is Muhammad never here on that that classroom period? I don't get it. It is interesting though, because if you do learn to fly a plane uh, down in that area, where it, I would imagine, like one out of three, it's got to be shady. Yeah. yeah. You're like, so how long does it take me to fly to Mexico or Cuba? <laughs> how long would it take me to come back? How many people can fit in here? Like, <laughs> What's many, the weight limit? Yeah. like mm -hmm. In I, kilos. Could you give it in kilos? Like I, like I say, uh, let's say like I'm a 180. There's two of me, right? <laughs> how many of me could fit in this plane? When the wheels go up, can you hide something in the compartment? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like how much heroin can go in this microwave? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, Barrowin. What's Barrowin? It says that Medicines. 12 of the 19 hijackers who commandeered and crashed four jetliners on September 11th lived in or had connections to Palm Beach County. What the hell? That's wow. crazy. And the, yeah, of course, and never having to worry about the landing. They're like, no, no, we're, just, we're good. You guys really suck at this. Like, you really seem to give up well, at this part and let the trainer take over. That's the thing. The trainer just going, hey, man, will you grab the wheel? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Well, this is a really important part of learning how to fly is landing. Do right. um, you guys want to jump out? And they're like, no, no, no. We, there's a reward for us. We'll be in the back this. praying towards Mecca. Yeah. There's a, so on July, this happened on a July night in Delray Beach. A police officer stopped a motorist for speeding and he let the man go with a warning. Nine weeks later, it was Muhammad Atta and he flew the plane into the building. Yeah. Wow. Well, that cop's got to feel good. And Mohammed Atta was also an uh, engineer and architectural background, so he knew exactly what part of the building to hit. So that was his thing. Mm. And also, when he was studying architecture in Hamburg, he was specifically made buildings where small hallways are only for women. So the way he designed homes, he was able to uh, control how women's behavior and movement were, you know. So everything that he designed was to have a complete control over things. And he thought... 
if you control the architecture, you could control city and how people think. So if you have an ugly city, you have ugly feelings all the time. And uh, poor neighborhood have a really ugly uh, anti-human uh, mm-hmm. setup, you know. For example, if you go to L.A., Projects. you know, yeah. even if you have those bus stops, they have a little spikes in the middle so you can't have homeless people sleeping. So these little things that you do, you really have impact how people feel about themselves and how they feel about their city. And Mohamed Atta knew that. So he really didn't like when women being outside in public. So, yeah, every design... The homes. So it wasn't all bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's first Mohammed out to stand right here. That's a great segue. You know what's all good? Magic spoon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Say that right now. It is delicious. It is delicious, and we uh, we we uh, we like to talk about it. Uh huh. Yeah, we like to talk about it. You, you know, when you're a kid and you can just eat any cereal you want to. You know, you're just chunking down those. Uh, I can't say the word because it's a competitor. Yeah, sugar filled treats. Yeah, uh, we, you can't uh, do that anymore. You're an adult. Crispy squares it. or something. Yeah, you might call them. Don't do that anymore because uh, your adult body can't process the sugars the same way, and you become fat. So, uh, in a way to kind of curb that, if you're watching certain numbers, uh, you could try Magic Spoon. Yeah, each serving contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Best flavors, in my opinion, blueberry muffin. I like cinnamon. Ooh, I like maple waffle. Maple waffle's good, too. Honey nut, Mm -hmm. which is my nickname. (laughs) And you can go ahead and uh, you can make treats with them, like uh, Magic Spoon treats. Yeah. Which are perfect for your kid on the go. Yeah, you can put it in a trail mix or something. I like to just yeah. eat it out of the bag. I, that's the best way. Well, the, Don't add all that the milks, you know. I, I put my unwashed hand in it and mm-hmm. share it with the family. But I do. I, I like it a oh, lot. Oh, it's way too premium for kids. It I, is. I mean, I, you, they could have it, but I don't let my kids have it because no. they eat the bottom of the shelf stuff. Mm-hmm. They have to earn it. Yes. That's what I always say. You give them for the, This fork. is for winners. It is. It's for winners. Mm-hmm. And if you, wanna, if you want good magic spoon, you're going to have to do something to earn it. That's right. And they go, I will. And my son uh, cured cancer. Wow. So uh, you can go to magicspoon.com slash normal and you will get yourself a deal. Yeah, right there. It's fine product. What is that deal, Angela? What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think there's, there's a, you could do a, tra- a trial package. It has like four different flavors you can pick. You can yes. make, make, mix and match the different ones. Okay. You can yeah. try the, the ones that I like. There's a frosted gonna, one as well. Our, I'm going to get one you think it heats up I didn't up understand well. the question, but the, the promo code normal, <laughs> you save $5 off. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's not your fault. Oh, no. Well, it is. Yeah, and it is. <laughs> uh, it, it's mainly mine because I didn't look down and just read the thing. But I will say, uh, if you go to normal, uh-huh. you will be satisfied. And you will save $5. And you're going to see me on the street and go, Dave, those were delicious. Yeah. Thank you. Can I have a hug? And I'll go, don't touch me. Yeah, you stink. <laughs> Magicspoon.com slash normal. There it is. It's really good. Off. Try it. Yes. Today. And in no way is that connected to anything we said before or after. In no way whatsoever. Okay. Stop and now. Okay. No one. Next story is uh, Epstein Islanders. Trump's no. rape. <laughs> oh. Jeez. Wow. Oh no, Trump didn't get. Ra- okay, this is a different thing. <laughs> oh no, no, he didn't. Get, he didn't. Bro, Trump didn't rape anyone. Like, right. Yeah. Um. This is a trial. Yeah. Go to trials. I went to the first day. Can I do something about the previous uh, case? Yes, please. Yeah, I, I want to talk more about it. I I don't know much about Muhammad Atta. 
I know he ruined the 11th for me. Yeah. Oh, no, no I'm, I'm talking about uh, <laughs> Donald Trump's uh, case against Gene Carroll. Oh, Gene Carroll. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. the trial is being held slow, uh, solely to, de to determine how much Trump must pay. Yeah, and so this is a defamation case, but I didn't know um, for the civil case, um, she could not prove that Trump raped her. Okay. The jurors say no. Yeah. But... They got second part with, uh, it should be delicate, but fingering her vagina with his fingers. Usually. And and uh, they said that all you have to do is prove 51% probability. And that's all it takes to prove that you did that. You know, like 51%, that's all. Yeah. You know, so I'm not saying it didn't happen, but can you, ma can you imagine if, if you're Trump, like, I didn't do it. It, it, it only takes 51% to prove, like, I suppose assaulted her, you yeah. know? That's wild, man. I see Trump showing up in court without any fingers. I'm going to bang anyone when I've had stubs yeah. my whole life. <laughs> you all know. Just has carrots taped to his hands. So, so the, the trial is a <laughs> defamation. Carrot fingers. It's a defamation trial. Baby carrots. Trump because Trump denied her claims that he raped her. Well, she won that case, so he cannot say he didn't. Gotcha. Okay. A judge will like punish him for that, but he's okay. really pissed. If he, if it's innocent, then I could see why he's so angry about him. And uh, um, it just seems he, absurd. He, like middle of the afternoon, he meets her and, and decides to take her to uh, a dressing room and start fingering her. You yeah. Know? And it, it, he never. And he lost this this afternoon case. delight. This is still going. Yeah, it's still going on. Okay. There, there's a couple of days of <laughs> delays, but um, so I got there early. I got there a little too early because um, I learned from Gillian Maxwell you have to go early because there's, there's huge right, long we line. She and taught I got, you that personally. What? <laughs> wow. Hey. When you were at Epstein's oh, no. Wow. I didn't expect you to say that. Sorry. <laughs> got some lessons. You got me on that one. <laughs> I got there early, and uh, it, it was a little too early. Uh, you could see all the news uh, people were there. So I came back a couple hours later, and I got in the line, and uh, um, I didn't make the cut because I second time when I returned, I got a little too late. Um, I don't know. I got lost, and I, I did see his back of the Trump's. President Trump's back and said, walking into the hallway. But I saw, I did see uh, E. Jean Carroll. She's, she's the accuser. And uh, um, what, I, what I thought was funny when the defense attorney was defending Trump, because she's saying this, calling, Trump calling her a liar, mm. her, her reputation and her career. But man, she's more popular than ever. She's selling more books than ever. She's hanging out with those A-list friends. And uh, uh, defense attorney showing all these pictures where she's happy and like, you know, yeah. getting airtime. Like this, you know, like sometimes, fuck, I wish somebody would finger me. So like uh, I, yeah. I have some... <laughs> Well, she, I can arrange a benefit. That. There's definitely a benefit to what's happening. I mean, I can do it. It won't help. So two things could be true. She could be victim and then benefiting from it, or she's a liar and hurting Trump. I, you know, I it's wasn't there, but it's a theory because the judge, the judge Kaplan, kept saying, "I'm not going to give you opportunity to go to your uh, mother-in-law's funeral." You know, like. I don't know. I, I thought, what is the ten million damages to her for then? Because if she's did he hold her down while he was doing like this is complicated that's what i do physics know. she won yeah. she, she won the original defamation and he kept saying he's innocent she's a liar so, right. so she's going after him again i guess 
And but and and uh, um, she would just have to close her legs. Oh my god! No, I mean, because if it's just the fingers, because yeah. rapes like you can use your body. No, I mean, she, yeah, was she I'm, intoxicated in some way? I don't know what the case was. I think it was during the day. Just in the uh, middle of the day. You can be intoxicated during the day. Let me well, tell you. yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, you need to stop talking about yourself. Right. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> you can be sobered and fingered during the day. Let me tell okay. you. Okay. All right. <laughs> a lot of action going around. I was here. in prison. And and, oh. and I heard I wasn't there on the second day, but uh, I heard uh, every time um, defense were saying something, Trump wasn't saying this, but he was basically saying stuff like this lying bitch. Not exactly that word, Out but like, she's a liar and, and, and the fake news. And the judge kept hearing that he's ready to kick him out. And he said, if you keep talk, talking like that, Mr. Trump, I'm going to kick you out. And he's like, go ahead. Wow. Trump was like, I dare you. That's why I think most people love Trump. He's kind of like those quarterback, you know. That's interesting. Me and Trump have similar court experiences. What? You do. You can share. Did your finger? No, I mean, reasons. I, I, I don't know if I should. Oh, but, but <laughs> you know, Trump. Is, you Trump, weren't a very good lawyer to yourself, so I don't know if you should. But you, yeah, yeah, the same thing. Yeah. I, uh, I like Trump not respecting the courtroom or judges. Um, Trump is like those quarterback. You know, you know, it's it's you're down fourth down, thirty-two yard to go, and every time you think you could corner him, and they're trying to do that, he'll throw you a throw this bomb for 50 yards mm. and it, they think it's working it's not working even people that doesn't like trump they realize this is like collectively everyone is going after him you yeah. know and uh none of this feels right to me uh, it, it makes no sense because yeah. if you start going after president for doing something during presidency that too why would any president's going to do anything? Because they're worried after getting out of the office, they could be held responsible for mm -hmm. bombing another country or whatnot, you know? And, uh, Absolutely. And I mean, they're going after him for things that every president does. They started with keeping files. They started yeah. with, you know, all sorts of the, these regulations that didn't exist for pre any president. Yeah. Biden did the same thing. Absolutely, he did. Yeah, and I mean, they don't, they don't well, go Trump after him. Knew where they were, but you know, Biden's Biden. <laughs> but that's you know. Yes. Yeah. But the but the part of it is, I think people are becoming more angry with that, regardless of because Trump could be a polarizing figure, especially to people that were against him. Yeah. But I think it is hard to to ignore the fact that it is an entire network of government as well as media. Yeah. That are pushing out these narratives, and I mean, you have a narrative like this where. If if Jean Carroll, uh, she claimed that he's a rapist, yeah. and he, it was found that he wasn't, yeah, right, and then she's saying that you know he's tarnishing her good name, it's like you called him a rapist, yeah, yeah, and you want ten million more dollars? I I don't understand where the logic is in that, especially if it's if he's not guilty. Like rape's obviously a horrible crime, regardless of what appendage you use, uh -huh. but if it didn't happen. Like, why would somebody be rewarded for something like that? Yeah. And it's in, it is odd to me of the people who I, so many years later, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. And after, after so many other court cases have been filed and then, and stories like Stormy Daniels and the uh, golden showers, which was incorrect and not, not a real story. <laughs> they've uh, just, they've hit them from every, they've, they've hit them for, with a lot of stuff. And this is. In an election year, yeah, I don't want to be a victim blamer, but why did you wait? Till well, in a previous case, this Jean, year, Jean Carroll claims that the, she told a couple of her friends right after what happened to her, and I, uh, there's witness. But I could just say the same thing about Bill Clinton with Juanita Wadrick. Mm -hmm. She told her friend right away, and and he 
Clinton supposedly assaulted her eight eight thirty in the morning. This is like really weird because he's an I, early riser. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, the job done early. You know, in the future they're just going to pick a president and then turn him into a eunuch as a child. <laughs> So they'd be like, he hasn't had a dick since he was six days old. They put a set of toys out from previous yeah. presidents and be like, which one? Oh, no, oh we reached for that one. He's like, Jay, you really got a point because like they want perfect human beings and none yeah. of us are that. And no, imagine. I mean, I would like my president not to rate people digitally. I don't know if I feel like it's a low bar. Digitally. You're like, <laughs> digitally. I want it the good old fashioned way, but don't bring in computers. Analog, baby. <laughs> imagine for you and the or audience. Or like analog. <laughs> imagine for you and your audience members, like it only takes 51% you said probability mine. that you might have done something. It is a little frightening yeah. to me, you know. Um, That's all it takes. Yeah, it's, 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 it is. Whoever told a better story at the court and you're you're done for. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there used to be a lot more lawyering going on before, you know, DNA and all this other stuff. Like they really had to prove a case. And now it just seems like you really just have to create a little bit of doubt or, you know, a little bit of suspicion. And then that's what it's all based on. And the sentences seem insanely imbalanced depending on who the person is. Or you can just rhyme. You know, if the if the glove doesn't fit, just acquit. And they're like, he rhymes. Like, dang, that's, that's a hard tub. Yeah. Oh, by the way, on the first—that's what won it. On the first day, uh, it was a jury selection, so I thought it's going to take a couple of days. They got it done all in one day, and they had an opening statement. But there was a guy; if he was clearly pro-Trump, and uh, before they asked him the question, like you know, he was saying everything positive about Trump, you know, and uh, he got up, stand up. He was like, "I'm not kidding. This guy was ready to suck Trump's dick." I mean, <laughs> yeah. this this is how much he loved the guy, you know. Might have fifty-one <laughs> percent chance. <laughs> the judge has a MAGA robe. You're like, sir, this seems like a conflict. And um, uh, like I said, he was very hostile to Trump from uh, get go. Uh, like, uh, he couldn't even give him a day to say respect to his mother in law, you know. Um, which is disgusting. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand that at all. And I yeah. think that shows even more corruption yeah. on one side, where it. I mean, I, I know people that have been released from prison to yeah. go to their own father's funeral. They've had to go with, you know, obviously armed security yeah. mm -hmm. and, you know, guards. But I, that's a very strange thing where you wouldn't call a bit of a, you know, a day off for that. That doesn't It's make just sense. malicious. It is. It's yeah. vindictive. That's the price. It, it's, uh, it sounds like uh, payback. And that's not mm -hmm. something that makes sense in a court of law. And if the role was reversed, if Jean Carroll needed to take a day for her family member's funeral, I think he would have granted, you know. Well, at least I would have think mm -hmm. he would, you know. I bet you're right. I mean, he probably would have took her there. Up <laughs> <laughs> into my car. <laughs> to my judge copter. Uh, yeah, there. Judge copter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's very strange, though. And like, okay, so Carol is seeking, she wants more than 10 million in damages. Yeah. And so Trump's much. truth social account said, until the filing of this ridiculous lawsuit against me, I knew nothing about this woman, never heard of her, never touched her, and, and had nothing to do with her. That to me doesn't sound like a, uh, as damaging as something that's being accused of him, just personal opinion. Just denying. Yeah, yeah I, I just think, I, I don't see it. But. You also went that I want to get into here. Uh, were you at the Sam Bankman-Fried trial? Yeah, that was um, amazing. What? That was like three, four months ago. What was weird? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have you have a hell of a hobby, dude. Um, isn't it the best? Like, yeah, it's it fascinating. 
um, it was the same building that I saw Trump last week, Sam Bankman-Fried. And other side, Trump was for different case that same. You're like a season really? ticket holder yeah. at these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I was really torn last week when I went to see Trump because there was also Rex Hellerman, the Long Island serial killer. His thing was on the, around the corner, right. if I remember. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. That were double hitters, and uh, um, I, you know, I wanted to go. Um, awesome. When I was in LA, it's like a, a grindhouse. It's <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> yeah. incredible. Yeah, it is. Double feature. It's <laughs> <laughs> so over a year ago when I was in LA. Um, Danny Masterson and Harvey Weinstein came was same right? floor, same time. So I was going. There was so much air, raping air. You know, I was yeah. going back and forth between the rooms. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah, regardless so, of those trials, it's Hollywood. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's always <laughs> it's just in the air. That's actually what the smog is. But Sam Bankman-Free, is that something of uh, interest to you, Dave? That, that, uh... It is. Well, um, you were at the Masterson trial too, right? Yeah. I remember we discussed that a bit, but it, for anybody re to remind you of Sam Bankman-Free, he was found guilty of seven counts of fraud uh, for his role in the collapse of the crypto exchange FTX. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom Brady also, uh, he remembers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the Tom Brady of terrorism or the real Tom Brady? The real Tom Brady. The real one. He had invested quite heavily into FTX. They also yeah. paid him a lot of money to that. Uh, commercials and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a question of the two. How did you feel that Trump's treatment was versus Sam Bankman-Fried's? Oh. It was very civil, but I thought it was strange. He was so um, relaxed and confident, you know. And believe me, none of us want to hear this phrase: "United States versus then your name." This is absolutely the worst thing that could happen to you because mm -hmm. you have the weight of the whole country going after you. And I don't know how much he knew how serious of a trouble he was in because his ex-girlfriend, all his best friends and all- Oh, was that piece of arse there? Oh, yeah. yeah. They were turning against him. And and when he spoke, I wasn't there for that day, but it was a completely disaster. And you got to remember, Elizabeth Holmes lost $4 billion. He lost $9.5, 10000000000 billion. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. And I have to admit, it was very strange to see both of his parents- they're both Stanford lawyers, so they understand law. So I don't know if they knew what he was doing, but... Um, yeah, it's got to help when your kid's in a crypto problem because the parents don't get it. Oh, yeah. Because they can be like, oh, yeah, he was, you know, smuggling cocaine. They'd be like, I understand. They're like, it's crypto. They'd be like, I don't get it. Like, is this like arcade what tickets or something? Have, uh, what is I, a crypto? I have a Coinbase thing. <laughs> I think I lost money. Was he selling graves? Some kind of <laughs> video game thing? Just like nickels? Yeah. <laughs> Both of his parents were so old, I couldn't tell which one was father and mother. <laughs> oh, yeah, they'd start melding. And oh, you know yeah. what? It's too bad one of them didn't die so we could see if he could have went to a funeral. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I mean, just to, just then to we see. really have a comparison. Yeah. I mean, they, they died a little that day. <laughs> but you know, just like Elaine Maxwell's <laughs> family, I think they were concerned, but you know, it does make me think really nefarious way of thinking. It's not, it's not a very nice to think, but I almost thought they were more concerned what's going to happen to them because he bought them $18 million, $20 million property. Mm. So I think they might be concerned more of that, that it's not taken yeah. away from because I don't know how much time he's going to do, but if Elizabeth Holmes during 15, 18 years for $4 billion, yeah. what's $10 billion going to do? You know, and uh, and I mean, she's and she's a woman, yeah, yeah. you know, which, I, which they tend to get more leaned. And she was right? pregnant second time, at the time, right? Yeah, so and she 
I mean, and that that one was bonkers because that one was really kind of known from the beginning, where even her, you know, her uh, professors were going, "This isn't real. You you can't just draw blood with this fake thing you made." She's like, "Yes, I can." And she's like, "But I just dropped out. Now I'm on the cover of a magazine." You know, it's like you said with uh, what was the name of the magazine? Popular Mechanics. Yeah, it's basically just designed. Yeah, it was originally just designed for scientists, academics to publish their theories because they would have to be published, but they could just be nonsense. And then it grew from there and actually became popular. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's oh. essentially, I mean, what hers was, was this theory that she then played off as if it was a real thing. It's then doing diagnostic testing. Nobody's getting real results. Yeah. And, like, and so there is a human life capacity to that. Not that ruining somebody's financials permanently does not have that. That obviously has the same bearing. But I'm wondering if maybe because one is healthcare mm. and one isn't, if he might, I don't know, he may get less. I but it also I know what you're saying because healthcare, you're endangering people's health, and it's public, and yeah. the government's not that they would ever do that. But I, I think the last time I was here, you know, I have this obsession with like serial killers and, yeah. and terrorists, um, and, and and these renegade billionaire business people. They they have one thing in common: they all have fantasy. So serial killers are killing people because they have vivid fantasy and they want to. Uh, um, experience that but mm -hmm. it's never good as fantasy so they have to keep killing and if terrorists have this fantasy of if they destroy america they will bring perfect islamic utopia to the middle east and i think when you look like someone like elizabeth holmes i, I don't think she's completely evil or anything i i really think she thought she's going to transform the world with health mm. she was misguided but she had this fantasy because i don't think she was necessarily motivated by money this fantasy of bringing this health utopia and I think Sam Bankman Free, with all his crazy thing that he did, at the end of the day, there was part of him that was trying to do social good. You know, yes. that they're misguided fantasy, you know? And then I think we have to kind of oh, manage like our fantasy. And comedians are great because we always shit on other people's fantasy. Yeah. You know? Well, because they're poor. They have people to make fun right. of them. Well, it's you know, like a great example of why you shouldn't just give every kid a trophy. You shouldn't just yes. be like. He, you have a altruistic goal and you have a theory on how you're going to yeah. do it. That doesn't mean we just automatically give you money for that. It may just be yeah. a fake. But, and you're right. And I think this is why what you're saying, when you look into somebody like that who has that narcissistic tendency, in yeah. her mind, I guarantee you, the, the mental gymnastic was, this will eventually catch up to my lie. Yeah. And yeah. I will have the money to create this because she was obsessed with being Steve Jobs. Yes. So in her 100%. head... You know, she thought that that would eventually mm -hmm. be something that happened. Yeah. And I think you have that thing with Sam Bankman-Fried where he's building that same thing where, okay, you do have people that build these crypto fortunes. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, so it's it's not impossible. So why can't he be one of them? And what's crazy is the intellect it takes to make these fantasies a yeah. reality is the same intellect it would take to just make the thing. Yeah. You know, it, it's but they, they don't have that actual competence for some reason to create that product and make that connection. Or they just want to take the fast track, find a loophole. And that's kind of what it is. And that's why, like with uh, Elizabeth Holmes, you have her, you know, she's dressing just like Steve Jobs. Yeah. While she's still like... She, she, turtlenecks? Yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Exclusively. Oh. It, she even changed her voice. Yeah, she, like, she deepened her voice. Yeah. Oh, was she taking... Was she becoming like no. a man or just one no, of No, 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 no. Okay. She did it for mannerisms. Yeah. Oh. 
you know, like I don't have time for the fam for family really, but I will have two kids, but I won't be a great mother to the, you know, sort of the yeah, mm, yeah. Like the Steve Jobs angle of I just I don't have time in well, my busy day. And well I'm said, sure, Dave. I'm sure there was a lot absolutely of, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of people around both these people that were just going affirming him, going like, yeah, yeah, you're doing great, you're doing really great. Like the uh, Sam Bankman Freed, yeah. he had a bunch of you know crypto and financial uh, channels doing puff pieces about him yeah. saying how much great he's doing in the world with all of his extra funds and how he look at how he looks disheveled, but he's really this financial genius. And there's a lot of that with Holmes as well. I, I, so I like thought about you. Just I thought about you because, you know, we have a tendency to want geniuses and Messiah type of person, you know, yeah, yeah. one time he had a conference talk where he talked about business and what he's doing to the world. And he was talking to a room full of like uh, business writers and business people. And he was explaining his business while he was playing video game. And <laughs> people were saying, he is such a genius. He could do two things, but like I'm, I'm such a. No, he just got away with playing a video game and right. giving a talk. He's probably like, I am a genius. Okay, so I was thinking like that too because, like, right. to me, it's kind of smart. <laughs> everybody's calling him genius, but the whole time I think like, wait, he's just been playing video game. Why does, right. why does that make him genius? You know, and I think, yeah, same thing. I love Tiger Woods, but same thing happened to him. When your parents keep saying you're going to be Messiah, saving the world, I think you're going to get a little crazy. I think both of those, Sam and Elizabeth, they were raised in a way that, that they're special. Right. They're perfect. Yes. They're going to change the world. A little bit of humility might be good for them, you know, mm. and they had none of that. You know what they just needed? Right. They just needed to take a, a dump in a porter potty <laughs> because nothing humbles you more. Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 everybody down the baseline. That's true. There's usually a beehive. Yeah. Like I always say Kanye West. If Kanye West would just take a dump in a porter potty in yeah. the in the like a hundred degree oh, weather. Yeah. Steamy one, yeah. Change his life. No, I'm with you. Yeah. No, it's no, no, but you, Kanye West famously his mother used to basically call him genius. And he is. Yeah. But um, yeah, extremely talented. Yeah, yeah, he sure. definitely was. He's really good at taking <laughs> other people's music and looping it. <laughs> He's the best. No, but yeah, 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 yeah it's it's true. And uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that, um, it, and I think our generations as well is just not thinking about the consequences yeah. and what it actually takes to have greatness. This is we see this in a lot of different factors, like in movie making and and science and in finance yes where it's just you're gonna make the world a better place go do that and they don't think of how am i gonna make the world a better place it's just like they buy into their own kool-aid and go yes well i if, will make and, a and change. they want to they won't tolerate anybody questioning them that's yes, the problem yeah. we're in the stand-up comedy world if you go comedy sale like 15 20 years ago you have people like patrice or robert kelly just talking sh shit and like put you, put you, putting you in your place, right? It's very humbling, but we all need that. Yeah. Right. Any and of these kids growing up with none of that. Well, and if you look in the past, like from even a couple hundred years ago, a lot of the most famous people whose literature we enjoy, like em Emily Dickinson, famous painters, they didn't even become famous or known till after they were dead. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they never just... saw it. They never experienced it in their yeah. lifetime. Well, it wasn't, it, they weren't doing it for the attention of other right. people. They were doing it because they loved what it was. Amen. And, yeah, and you don't see that as much anymore. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the times, like when you look at somebody like Tiger Woods, you look at other people, because Tiger Woods, people kind of forget, he was a, a kind of a child star. Like he was- Prodigy. Known, yeah. Yeah, and on, on like that very young, and people know him as, you know, in his 20s, whatever, teens. Is he on but, Carson? I believe he was, yeah. Tiger Woods, this golf 
prodigy. Yeah, and a I, little kid. And when and his dad was like, "Put." That's I'll what I mean, you though. Son of a bitch. It's not a strange connection to me, though, that you see him years later, desperately seeking sex with anybody that he can. Yes. Because it's there's a love addiction there because he's never received it. He's only received accolades and punishment for essentially what he's doing. So I think that there's a part of him that's going out to try to seek any validation or any kind of love that's not based on this like exact skill. I think it destroys somebody's psyche like that. I think Tiger Woods and Sam Bankman-Fried, I mean, maybe there's a similarity to that. I don't know what house he grew yeah. up in. Maybe his parents being Stanford lawyers. It could have been very difficult on him, depending on I, how challenging they I were. I drove around the area that he lived, and it wasn't too far from Elizabeth Holmes' Uh, they, really? Those kinds of people live very close from each other. He went very exclusive school. So when you hang out with the same kind of people and who are very successful and keep telling positive things for each other, and they go to the same school, yeah, they, I, they're amazing. It's like a they don't really question yeah. anything. They're confident about everything, you know. Yeah. But every time you say that guy's name, I just think about. <laughs> I just keep thinking the first thing is that uh, those gays with the tigers. Bankman Freak. Oh, yeah. Sigmund, I don't know why. Sigmund, oh, that's a good uh, one. Yeah. yeah. Sigmund and Bankman Freak. <laughs> yeah. He's the one that replaced the one that got eaten. Yeah. Uh, regarding yeah. Tiger. It's, it's interesting. Are you good with tigers? Where, no, where that hey. could be a very horrible thing for somebody's psyche, but it could also create very successful actual geniuses. Yeah. Like the, the same process can create two different. It can create. Know, Yes, it can. And I know a lot of people, I grew up in a city where you have certain people that were extraordinarily wealthy. Yeah. And I knew people that were very poor. And I mean, that would depend on who you were. But I mean, there's a lot of people who have that wealth and they just kind of, you know, you're going to OD on a boat. Yeah. Like there's even a joke one time in Family Guy where they're like, that family's so wealthy, everyone has overdosed. <laughs> like oh, wow. it's, you know, it, but yeah. there's a truth to that because there's this sort of expectation you can never live up to. Yes. No matter what you do, you can never live up to what you already have or achieve what you've already been given. And I'm not saying like, oh, boo hoo, but you are born into something that's different. Yeah. You know, and so I, I think that that's, that can be difficult on some people like that. And I think, obviously, it is very, very humbling and very hard to be poor, but you don't know that if you've never experienced. Everybody yeah. in this room has been broke. Yes. They don't know what that's like. That's why the idea of what they want to do is so grandiose. Like, yeah. the idea to think you can save the world, that's, it. like, we were talking about Jordan Peterson earlier, but that is the clean your room idea, though. Yeah, yeah, where it's just, like, 12 things that normal people do. The six-year-old should know where it's <laughs> obvious. You just got to clean your room. You know, it's like you got to, because Ooh. it's, it's because you, can you really talk about how you're going to save the world when your house is a mess? Right. And that's to have that grandiose idea that you are going to change it and you're going to change the medicine. Like, and you do want to put the cart before the horse before you've earned it. And that's really what I think in both these cases. It's like, I want to get to the end result so quick because mm -hmm. yeah. nobody has patience anymore. Right. It's terrifying. You know, Those kids you know, are really, Do really stand up terrifying. and you'll find out that it takes oh, yeah, decades be, to be you know, able to do something. There'll be patience and sometimes you'll be one of the greatest comics that ever lived and you'll uh, die alone in a, an apartment in Vegas. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of stories we were talking about recently uh, about workers, uh, uh, bosses trying to work with Gen Z and millennials and how yeah. difficult it is because they are entitled. Yes. They want to like step in the door and be making six figures and be the boss of like 20 people, but it, they don't want to do any of the work it, it takes to get there. Yeah. And that's just like a general sentiment that younger generations seem to have.
and uh, they don't realize the great things that they saw when they were growing up were created by people that worked extremely hard to get to that point. And, and, and they, just they, have, that they have a tremendous reward. amount of obsession with yeah, they're, what yeah. they're doing. And going back to Tiger, I have to say, because he and uh, those other two people have a one, thing, one major thing in common, in my opinion. Um, I always thought Tiger's inspiration was his dad because he was a wonderful father and always worked out. But it was actually the mom because I heard a conversation with this reporter with the mom. She just said, Tiger just need to go to this uh, tournament and just kill them. Like, just kill. She was very aggressive. With weapons? <laughs> well, she was... Uh, she had this killer instinct. She was like the tiger mom, sort of, right? She's she, she literally is tiger mom. Well, that's true, tiger, but like yeah. kind yeah. of that... Uh, I mean, I know it's sort of a, a race thing, but... Is she good with swords? No, but just like the very, very hard... I mean, he's, you're Asian. There's many cultures that where the, the mother's very difficult on... They're ruthless and cold-hearted. Yeah. And then uh, I have a lot of Jewish male friends. They're dumb enough to think Asian women are going to be gentle and, and easy to deal with. Like, they don't realize when they get married, they married a fucking dragon. And uh, they're, 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 they're emotionally ruthless, you know? And, right. Uh, mm. But shouldn't have said right. Tiger, Tiger <laughs> had it. Elizabeth and Sam Bank from Free, they both had that killing instinct. It's just that they didn't have other element that humanize them you know that they, they could have been a little bit more wise about it but uh yeah they just went a little too far and uh they're suffering consequence for it but they're not the only one there's plenty of others doing that as we speak yeah wisdom is in short supply these days there's a lot of knowledge yes you can go to college and get knowledge and uh i don't think you can do that information <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot less oh, of that too i would agree <laughs> but you can get it in paperwork right something i yeah. could say oh yeah. i've got knowledge but you don't have the wisdom that goes along with it yeah it's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most, you know, interesting forms of even knowledge as of recent years was when they took down, you know, Wall Street and what almost creating their own, uh, yeah. their own, it, it wasn't a black swan event, obviously, but, it, you know, when they were able to use GameStop and AMC, mm -hmm. and yeah. they, they went against them. And you watched billionaires and people panic with tax dollars shut down Robin Hood. And do you know, and try to take it, which like, we, these people can't be making yeah, literally changing the policy <laughs> of Robin Hood, yeah, in yeah. real time, yeah, and yeah. to try to understand. Tom Segura's like, the poor's are getting in on it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you, it, yeah, and you have this sort of like, it, it's just this very, uh, it's this very scary thing because you can tell that there's this very elite club. Yes, and they don't want you in it, and and that was a great example because I was watching that in such real time, of watching people panic. But then, the richest people in the world are bailed out and forgiven and taken care of and yeah. coddled, and the poorest people who are making what you would consider a very humble amount of cash. I mean, even somebody who had invested a thousand dollars and all of a sudden they had right. one hundred forty thousand dollars. Not that that's little. But still, you have this amount of money, and they're like, "We can't have this. Yeah. This, this is guy, madness. This guy could buy half a no, house. No, no. I think <laughs> shut down this website. We can't let the peasants have. He won't be able power. to pay his property taxes, but he'll get the house. <laughs> yeah, I think this is reason why so many people love Trump because resentment. There's something not right, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I have to say, all, 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 all this rioted place I went during COVID, I didn't like what they were doing. But one thing is true about young people. They know that something's not right and they're not going to do better than their parents. And they're very resentful of that. That I sympathize with them. Yeah. And, and I think Trump understands that resentment. Whether he could, he's going to give us solution, I don't know. But 
I, I think the GameStop thing, you, you're right. Like, there are some poor people money, making money. We can't allow that. No. Yeah. We can't allow poor people to make, make money. So they interfere. Well, you know? and the, the internet that was used to kind of spread this disinformation, yeah. division sort of thing, it, it all of a sudden was being used to unite, which is terrifying. Yeah. To anybody who's in an elite upper class, you know, it's like, wait, they're using it for good? Yeah. I don't understand. Shut down Reddit. Call somebody, you know. <laughs> yeah. it, There's only 1% of us. And that's, and I, and I think that's the, that's the reason why Trump got in in the first place yeah. was based on, he was taking on politicians by calling them on their crap right on stage and you were watching people get flicked off. Yeah. And yeah. that was, oh, yeah. was enjoyable. He brought everyone Bill Clinton raped to a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was... Yeah. <laughs> to the debate. That's a bold move. That was the uh, boldest. Yeah. yeah. And, but I mean, he, he was doing those things and you're yeah. right. That's yeah. what made him known. So you have a guy who's known for exposing that. Now, what they're doing is they're proving him right. Yes. And that's, what, that's why he, he's going to win again or at least you know, maybe on paper, yeah. but it's like people are so interested in him again is because what he was saying and what people's suspicions were, you have the people that you're mad at who tax you, who take your money, who, who take money that doesn't exist from you anyway. Yeah. It's just all a game. There's no fake. real money. There's yeah. nothing out. Like it's all numbers. They print new money. Meanwhile, they're taxing you. None of it makes sense. And there, we, we are disenfranchised as a, com as a country. We are yeah. upset and we're, we're sitting here and we've been lied to. And for four years, the pandemic may have been one year and people go, well, you know, when the pandemic happened, we've been living in the aftermath of it in a very, very hellish society now for four years, going on four years. Yes. It is a massive problem. And there's a reason that people have the right to be angry because the world changed. It's like seeing people in masks now is not strange. And it, and it hasn't been for four years. That's the length of high school. Yeah. That's the length of like, that's a huge amount of time that we've shifted our lives and allowed these people to control us. Well, imagine you're, you're Gen Z and you're just now getting into college or yeah. you're just now entering the workforce and they shut the world down for two and a half years to three years. And the guy running what the are you country to do? shit his pants in front of the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you wonder like why Holy why young shit. people don't respect. He really is the oracle of Omaha. You're yeah. you're, you're you're the real deal. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dave. Um, I was talking to my friend, and uh, I, I don't want to mention his name, but he was in Davos last weekend because the World Economic Forum was going on, mm -hmm. and of course, it's a big thing. It's networking. You know, a bunch of elite people. Uh, network there but the biggest thing they were concerned among other things like ai and zelensky was there they are biggest concern for them is trump because they don't want anything to disrupt the system because they benefit from the system and uh they don't like a guy like trump because he's almost like do you remember the commercial from 84 uh, super bowl olympics the apple commercial when the lady's running with the big hammer oh yeah, yeah. oh sure break. yeah trump is the new version of that he's trying to break shit that Things are not going well for most people, you know. Yeah. And uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm, I'm more on his side because something's not right. And I don't trust the people in government and corporate entities. I trust the American people and working class people. But yeah, yeah oh. these elite people, they're scumbags. Trump they is the hammer of Thor. <laughs> and one of the things is still Apple. <laughs> So, all right, we do have to get out of here in a second. I Aww. want to thank you both very much for coming on the show today. Yoshi, Thanks, it's always a pleasure. I, I love having you on. Yeah, of course, Austin, thank I you. love thank having you, you on. Thank you for joining us. Um, now we bring you to...
the end of the world. Ow! Meow! What? Meow. Okay, this is a pretty important question. I'm going to have to get your answers as soon as I find where I wrote the where question. Where was the question? I can't find it. Just the question. Where was the question? I found it. How many questions? Oh, it's on the screen. <laughs> I should have looked it up. But I tend to look I have down, so many pages. Mainly because I'm sad. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not depressed today. I was this morning. Oh, good. And then I put my shoes on. And then I hugged him real long. Yep, he hugged me real long. And just I stared and said, eyes. I'll let go if you won't be sad no more. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been in a good mood all day. Yep. I promise. A 76-year-old man pled guilty after stealing the original Wizard of Oz ruby slippers. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Right out of Glenn's office. I heard about this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Telling the judge it was supposed to be the last score. What other bizarre items do you think this man has stolen in the past? Ooh. All right, guys. It's the ruby slippers. Yes. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, uh, of movie props and memorabilia like that. Yes, so uh, I would probably go for the penis tape from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it's like a little obscure yeah. piece of uh, Americana, you know. And you can let you can put the picture next to it and be like, "That held that." Yeah, it might still have like little curly that, ears. That on. held his bag of dreams. <laughs> Angela, um, roofies from the set of Ghost Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I don't know if there'd be any left, but I think it's it's a good. Dream. Oh, there's got to be one. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably some one. dust yeah. at the bottom. At least there's one last quaalude, yeah. and it was from the set of Ghost Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi, um, my favorite Schindler's List. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the list. Oh, list. Of course, I'd rather have Epstein's list, but you know, yeah, that's real true. list. Yeah, they won't mm -hmm. give that one to you. They'll just tell you that uh, old uh, what Stephen Hawking. Do we have it? Where's the audio? <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, no. Watch underage girls rub me where I can't feel. <laughs> it's dirty. Oh man, it's disabled. Mess riddled man. Disabled people are really big perverts. I have to say, really. Oh yeah, the porn oh. convention. I, these sons of, of bitches are going around. No, they're grabbing girls. No, <laughs> these hawkins. Oh, they're at that level. They're at butt grabbing. Level. Handicaps are the scumbag at the porn convention because oh, wow. because they're handicapped. Nobody's going to complain, but they're grabbing titties and ass. And like, I'm not. Man. I'm not joking. Nobody can Because who's going to throw them out of their chair? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I dump them out. Yeah. No, but they they were the worst. I'm I'm telling you. They just <laughs> a lot of dick grabbing too. Oh, so well, it's got to be easy to like grab an ass and then when they turn around you just put your arm down and pretend you're I'm sorry. Uh, you're like, uh, yeah. Away. yeah. Like it wasn't me. Yeah. I'm from the neck down and then they turn around and you're like <laughs> yeah. Zip away real fast. I bet none of them at the porn convention are even paralyzed. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you were there. <laughs> 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 You're just Lieutenant Danning it. You're just sitting on your feet all day. <laughs> well, you know, I lost feeling in them. Tingly. Uh, Austin, what movie prop would be your last score? The pinball machine from The Accused. Oh, my God. Ooh. Ah. Oh, my God. Did they clean it up? First? I doubt it. Just left that one. <laughs> it's just Foster all over. Oh, no. All right, uh, I'm gonna go. You're a fan of pinball on the hill. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Tommy then. <laughs> Not. That's a funny reference. Oh my. God. <laughs> I'm gonna go with 
the butter from Last Tango in Paris. <laughs> Go ahead, Google that and see how long you keep your hard drive. I'm Dave Lando. I'm Cordell Black Garrett, my God. And uh, this show will be back, this tomorrow. program, tomorrow. Same time, same place, same, well, I just come back. Yeah. See you tomorrow. <laughs>